Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, hello everyone. It has been a long time since I have spoken into this mirrorball mic, <laughs> snowball mic, I should say. I have not been uh, podcasting since March, so that is almost six months that I have been going through quite a lot, which I'm going to share with you here in a minute, quite the tale. And yeah, I just want to say hello and also just want to let you know that you may hear some doggy movements in the background. My Greyhound Hobbs is currently in the office with me because he has to be everywhere that I am. Uh, So you might hear his paws against the wall. He's currently in the, what they call the roach (laughs) position, which is very common for greyhounds where they're laying on their back with their stomachs and legs in the air. Um, And so sometimes his nails and paws will scratch against the wall and you might hear his tags jangle. Um, But he's my baby, so we're just going to roll with it. And excited to be getting back into the groove and a lot has happened and a lot has changed since the last time that I have put anything out there and we're going to get to some of that. I want to not just share my story uh, for the sake of doing so, but I'm also launching a five-part series where I'm simply calling the Rebel Series because there are a lot of things that have changed in my life that align with a lot of the things that I've been hearing even since before I moved and lately as well from fellow entrepreneurs. And so I want to dig into those topics. They deal with the business world on entrepreneurship. They deal with relationships, which of course is one of my big topics with ourselves and with others. And so today I'm just going to start off or kick off this series by sharing what has been happening in my life and three key lessons that I have learned in regards to letting certain things go, just high level. And then the next three episodes, which you're not you're not going to want to miss, make sure you subscribe right now. The next three episodes I will go into each of those topics in in depth excuse me. And again, they're topics that I feel are resonating with a lot of people right now. And then to swing things into the external a little bit, I will at the end of the series have a episode about how we can cultivate community with others (laughs) during this crazy, weird, unprecedented time. So again, make sure you subscribe. You don't want to miss any of that. If anything, it should be very entertaining. I feel will provide a lot of comfort because you will just get confirmation that you are not alone in the things that you are probably thinking, if not voicing, if not actively struggling with. So what has been going on in the life of Jen (laughs) since March 10th, which is when I released my last episode? So I'm going to share that story, but I want to back up just a little bit to give you some context because 
it's going to lay a good foundation for the things that I'm going to go into. So I come from a web and graphic design background. That's what my degree is in. That is the industry that I've worked for 15 years. And when I started diving into the entrepreneur space, which we have all done at some point, usually while we have a day job like I did, I was working for a government entity in Western Pennsylvania where I lived at the time. And I worked for that entity for six and a half years. And it was during that tenure that I started to figure out that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I was not meant to be a nine to five person for numerous reasons, how I was wired. I don't don't do well being stuck in an office all day. Um, and it's really hard as a woman, as we know, to, excuse me, get paid what you're worth and to move up, all of those things. And I wanted more control over my life and I wanted to do something that really impacted people. So like all of you, I'm sure, I started getting through that exploratory phase of what does this look like? I started investing in courses, um, Co you know, some coaching experiences towards the end before I left my day job, just trying to figure out what kind of a business I wanted to build. How does this work? Just knowing that that's what I wanted to, <laughs> to happen. And I was going to see it through at, at, you know, whatever it cost me. So I was spending money on courses. I was spending money on coaches because that's what we're shown to do, right? And eventually somehow that money is going to come back to us because we're going to get our business rolling and we'll have that those thousands of dollars coming back in. Now, the job that I was at was an extremely toxic workplace. I mean, extremely. The reason I eventually left was because of my own health. It had worn me down to the point where I don't even know looking back how I functioned as a human being. Uh, for my own sanity and my own physical, mental, emotional health, I had to just leave that job. And I had tried for several years, about two years, to get another nine to five just so I could get out of that really toxic, draining, abusive environment. Uh, but nothing nothing came through. I, at one point, I was going to be, I was this close to getting hired with Carnegie University, which is in uh, the Pittsburgh area. And suddenly the dean or the president decided to resign and then everybody freaked out and were afraid to hire anybody. So that fell through. There was another job that was really close to getting and that fell through. And so eventually, because I kept getting more exhausted due to the workplace that I was in, I was more and more run down. I thought, well, I can't be trying to do this full-time job and trying to launch a business and trying to job hunt, which in and of itself is very exhausting. So I thought, well, because I know eventually I want to do the entrepreneur thing anyway, I'll just stop job hunting and I will keep investing and moving forward with the business. Now, that being said, I wasn't actually making any money at the business. I wasn't really sure. I think at that point I hadn't really made Related Escape what it is now, which is event planning, but I only had so much time and energy and I had to make a decision. So I kept spending money, I kept investing in the next thing, the next thing, thinking that, you know, this is going to be the thing that breaks me through, this is going to be the thing that brings me sales. And then August of last year, I left my day job, again, because it had worn me down to the point where I simply couldn't exist there. And so I left, and I took my pension with me so that I had money to live on, and Looking back, I should have just taken some time to rest and not made any decisions, but I uh, 
you know, I saw something on Facebook about, uh, there was a coaching couple that I had bought one of their, I bought a, a book that the wife had put out and then I bought one of their like $197 self-study courses and they were doing this free challenge on marketing and I thought, oh, well that makes sense because I'm leaving my day job. I need to start getting business into my door. I could, you know, use a challenge on marketing and this was, I think, literally the week after I had left my day job. So I do this challenge and I ended up buying at a at a really big price point. It was pretty substantial into their it was they weren't calling it a mastermind at the time, but it was like a basically like a three month mastermind. And then if you wanted to, you could uh, stay in it after that paying a month to month price. So I made that investment and I did the initial, you got an initial call with the owners who kind of went over your situation and they gave you specific advice. Uh, and so I started doing that and I started doing all of the things, right? Because you get into these programs and you get into these, uh, a lot of these coachings. And I think a lot of us, and I say this having conversations with other entrepreneurs, we, even though they're selling it as coaching, I think what we want is consulting. Like we want a specific help with our specific business and situation and, that's not what we usually get a lot of the time. It's what, you know, they're sharing what worked for them, but that's not necessarily what's working for us. So I went through that three month program and I was in more debt, but I still did not have any business and I was still pretty exhausted. Now, the one thing that did come through, uh, that was a positive thing from that program was that I met some wonderful ladies and I had decided in October so two months after I left my government job, that I needed to move out of Pittsburgh. You know how you're in a city or a place and it makes sense for a season and then it just doesn't anymore. And I had that realization. I didn't know where I wanted to move to. I just knew that I needed to leave Pittsburgh. So I had these ladies in this group and they were some of them lived in Ohio and near Columbus and they're like you should come to Columbus and I was like Columbus <laughs> of all the places in the states that I could go to why Columbus but having talked to those ladies and I had a, a old school uh, friend that I had known for many years she and her husband had lived here for a, a good long while before moving to California I had a call with her and I was like okay this really makes sense um, so I drove out here at the end of January looked at apartments, picked one, didn't really know how I was going to make it all work. And this was before, this was, yes, the end of January, beginning of February. So I did not know that we had a pandemic coming at that point, but I signed the lease. I, you know, made the decision and that's what I was going to do. So right before, and I moved, my lease ended the end of April. So I moved April 21st. And this is the point, at least in Western Pennsylvania, where stuff started hitting the fan with COVID. And life was getting really difficult in that particular geographical location, especially for me because I don't own a car and I was living in the city. And if you happen to know anything about Pittsburgh, I, it's, it's not a very livable downtown. There's no grocery stores. I had one grocery store, I could, a small one that I could walk to. 
And that was it. And there was one store that I could get grocery delivery from. And because suddenly everybody was wanting to get grocery delivery at home, I had to stay up until midnight when they opened slots for the next day to get a slot just so I could get groceries. Um, and the help that I was going to have to move suddenly you know, had to pull out because she lived with her older parents and didn't want to expose herself to the virus. So I had to move on my own. <laughs> I had to rent a car and put my dog in the car, even though you're not supposed to do that, um, just so I could get to Columbus. It was, fortunately, I was moving from a small apartment, so it was a one-day move and not very, uh, it's not very a lot of stuff, but it was definitely, I was very glad when that move was over. And that started really the reset of everything that has happened to me since. I... Basically, because I was I was still so exhausted. I again I had left my government job in August, but because I never had any rest, and I went straight into a program, and then I decided to move. When COVID decided to hit, I I literally could not do anything much of anything after I moved, and it started a reset. I started to make just, you know, sometimes moving a geographical location, it just makes you look at things differently and to start making other changes. And one of the changes that I decided on was that I was coming off of social media. I was detoxing because like a lot of us, I had been buying into the lie that I just needed to put out a lot of content. I needed to be on social media all of the time. I had been faithfully putting stuff on Instagram as that was my mode or platform of choice, but it hadn't resulted in anything except me spending a lot of time on the planning, the content, the execution. And I was checking my phone all of the time. And I was also Facebooked out I know a lot of you are as well. I've heard that from other people. Just tired of, of going down my feed and having literally hundreds of women and, and fellow entrepreneurs, and no offense to them, just trying to tell me how I needed to be doing things and trying to hook me into looking at their things, which in turn would be me buying their stuff. And I'm not saying that doing that is bad, but I just got to a point personally where I just I couldn't do it anymore. And so I decided to detox. That started, I think, the week after I moved here. So that was late April. And I have only been on, I've been on Instant Messenger occasionally if somebody has reached out to me. I've been on Facebook once to update my banner and my cover photo because I tweaked my business. Uh, and that's pretty much been it. I have not been on Instagram. I have not been on Facebook. And I find that life is just so much better for me because of it. I've been able to get all the other voices out of my head. I've been able to, because I don't think we realize how much content we're consuming and how many options and voices and just noise that we are intaking. And that is either blocking us from seeing other stuff, either it's just making noise so we can't hear ourselves. So I just quieted all those voices. Again, not because they're necessarily bad, but because it was just too much for me. I couldn't do it anymore. And I'm somebody who longs for deep relationships and it's really, really, really hard, if not impossible, to get that just from social media. So it was almost as if I was 
just constantly putting myself in a position to be disappointed. And so I stopped. Now from that came the second uh, change, which is once I detox from that space, I, I started letting go of this, a lot of these entrepreneurial lies that are floating around. And again, I've heard you guys mention a lot of these. Again, I'm going to go over them more in depth when I do that particular episode. But there's just a lot of lies about how this space needs to be that we have been buying into. Not because we're not smart women, not because we're not wise, not because we're you know, just easily giving money to each other for, for our stuff. But each space, even a online space, has its own culture. And that culture is made up of beliefs and practices and modes of operation. And having been plugged into this space for several years now, it's pretty evident that what is the given is not necessarily the most healthy or uh, safe, actually. Um, for one quick example is how we're made to believe that we have to spend all this money and be thousands and thousands of dollars in debt to have a successful business. And then we find out that none of the things that we've invested in are actually helping us and all we're left with is debt and then feeling bad because our business isn't working and then feeling extra bad because we're carrying that debt. So once I unplugged myself from that, some social media, I started to get distance from all of those beliefs. And some of them had been percolating before that, before I decided to unplug. I'd had conversations with other entrepreneurs as well, but they became more clear once I stepped out of that space. Now, the other major thing that happened because of that, uh, so there's unplugging from social media, there's getting distance from a lot of the entrepreneurial either lies or just unhealthy practices, was that I ended up finally, after years, (laughs) by myself, without a coach, without a course, I... A lot, well, okay, I'm going to take that back. If anybody has read um, Badass Brands by Pia Silva, that book, that book was a foundation for how I set up my business. Um, so I guess I can't say it wasn't fully by myself. <laughs> but um, I have read that book actually several years ago and really resonated with how she chooses to set up her business model because it made sense for me with how I'm wired and how I like to work. But again, because I was exhausted from being at that nine to five job and I was plugged into the entrepreneurial space with all of its voices, that got diminished. Um, And so after I had that space, I pulled that book out, I got back into it, and I was like, yes, yes, why did I not just go this route before? I like, why did I hire coaches who didn't really help me? Like this, this just resonates with me so much. And so I ended up taking maybe about a month and I revamped and tweaked Relate Escape to be a business that I am completely joyful about, completely passionate about. Um, The business model is tweaked so that not only does it really serve my clients better, but it aligns with how I'm wired much better. It just makes so much more sense all around. But it was that space and that quiet that gave me that 
ability to hone in like that. Um, I took her book, Pia's book, and just sort of, I didn't go exactly the way she did because her business is slightly different, but it allowed me to contemplate on my own with that foundation and her book and figure out what worked for me truly. Because I had been saying for a long time, and this is just one example, that my passion, my why for my business was relationships. I want people to be able to cultivate real relationships. And part of that was deciding that I'm just going to focus my event planning on retreats because those are the ones where they're more usually more intimate gatherings. You can do a lot more creative things, which is what I'm all about. I'm very logistical, but also creative. You can do more creative gift bags, more themes, more creative activities. There's more intimacy and connection when you have a smaller group. You make stronger memories together. All of the things that bring people together in community and create those bonds. So I decided, you know what, I why have I been saying that I'm going to do every event under the sun? I'm not interested in large speaking engagements because they don't give the same things as retreats. Doesn't mean that any of the advice that I give about event planning couldn't be applied to other events, but if you say I want to hire Jen for an event, the only one I'm going to consider is a retreat or a mastermind-like retreat. Sometimes people call them a mastermind, but they're actually retreats or retreat-like. So I made that decision. I'm like, why Why am I not doing the thing that brings me joy? Like, this is about <laughs> bringing me joy. If I'm not doing something that I love, my cl- like my clients are not going to be reaping the most that they can, right? So that was one decision. How I set up my packages was another decision. But again, it was, you know, post-pandemic move when I had, I first got that geographical distance from my old life. Um, Also, the apartment that I moved to, it's much more relaxing here (laughs) than it is in my old place. First of all, I just, not to rub a trail, I moved from a small studio that was like 630 square feet to a two-bedroom, two-bath, which is amazing. I love having a separate office and bedroom space. It's lovely, especially since I want to work from home. And of course, we're very homebound at the moment anyway. Um, And also my options here, I have like three grocery stores that can deliver to me. I literally have a Target right across the street, but I have on the other side of me, I have a neighborhood that I can walk Hobbs, my Greyhound in, and it's very relaxing. So I, I honestly don't know how I would have survived the pandemic if I had not moved. Um, But once I made that physical change, then it encouraged me to reset other things. And also God was also, before I moved, was starting to speak into my life and I'm not going to rabbit trail, but I'm also going to be honest with you. One of the, you know, the biggest reasons why a lot of things are changing in my life right now is because Jesus just kind of swooped back into my life after a disconnecting time in late January and is kind of like, he's played a big part in me getting this apartment. So not saying that you have to move (laughs) in order to make big changes in your life or your business, but sometimes just making one change can be a catalyst. And so I know that there are, like I said, I've had conversations with entrepreneurs before 
I moved about these things about uh, disconnecting from social media. I actually, an entrepreneur hired me uh, recently to make some social media graphics for her. And because uh, again, nobody's really planning retreats at the moment. So I'm falling back on my web and graphic design skills. And uh, literally, we hopped on a call just to discuss what she needed. And the first thing out of her mouth was because I think I mentioned in my email that I had been off social media. And she said how like she was interested to know how that was going. And I've heard from multiple other entrepreneurs that people are Facebooked out. Like we're just we're craving. I think we're craving real relationship with ourselves, which has kind of been what I've been talking about today, but also with other people. And I think the pandemic has only made that stronger because we've been forced to social distance and all of that. But before we get back into a place where we can do retreats and we can do in-person events, which I think people are going to be all over that once we finally are able to do that, right? Because we are, like almost a whole year has been gone without us being able to be in groups with strangers. like that is going to come around but before we get there this is the perfect opportunity to do an internal audit and see what and how and open a discussion in the entrepreneurial community as well but i want to start with an internal audit and say okay what kind of things what kind of things are not serving me and what can i remove them or can i reduce what they're taking for me time energy the ability to see things clearly what changes can be made in my space now so that they not only make my life better and they make my business better and my family's life better but when we're finally able to get back to doing in-person events and being able to see people in person The person that I am is able to better impact people because I have made those changes. This is the perfect time to really dig into some of these deep questions. And so that's why, again, I'm doing this five-part Rebel series because I want to take some things that I think have been simmering in the entrepreneurial space and I've heard people talk about and really dig into them and start flipping things on their head for our own good. So in the next episode, I'm going to dive into the social media aspect. I'm going to tell you more about what I have done um, or gone out of stepping away from social media, how that is impacting me, and it's still impacting me. The next episode after that, I will go into some of the things about the entrepreneurial space that really need looked at as far as are they beneficial to us? to everyone or just to a few uh, and what we can do to change our perception and how we're looking at things and make better choices and what can we just let go of and the third episode uh, one after that is going to go into more about uh, you know what I've done for my business and things that you can do to look at your business model on your own um you know, you don't necessarily need something like P.S. Book, although if you have a resource that you've had in the back of your mind, like I did, that really resonated with you, but it's gotten buried, maybe it's time to dust that book off or that bring that ebook back up on your Kindle and really start to dive into it. 
or that, you know, that course that you bought like two years ago that you haven't touched. So let's dive into all of that together. I really want to start to impact some positive change. And again, please subscribe, uh, help others find this by hopping onto iTunes and leaving a quick review. I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, you might be wondering how you can reach out to me since I hasn't been on social media. Uh, just go to relateescape.com. I have a contact form. Um, and also if you happened to find me on Facebook, uh, you can search for Relate Escape there. I still check every once in a while on Instant Messenger. Actually, it will pop up for me. Um, so feel free to ping me, but I look forward to really digging into these rebellious topics and seeing what we can do to change our own lives and the change lives of the people that we so desperately, passionately want to impact. So thank you guys for listening to this story. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be on this journey with me. I love you guys and I will talk to you soon. Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words as always could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.